the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. Good evening, everybody. It is Monday night again. It's 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. It is October 23rd, and you are tuned in the Driving Speaker Box podcast. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy, the Grip. And we are back in the studio. We're going to be talking to you about movie stuff. If this is your first time joining us, uh, wherever it is you like to get your podcasts, we do broadcast live every Monday night, and we're simulcasting on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook Live. And for the past half hour, we have been doing the Twitch pre-show over on our Twitch. If you want to um, follow us along there, it's uh, it's very very off the cuff, and uh, we get to know you audience a lot more so you can check that out but uh we're gonna be talking to you about movies it's been Mm -hmm. a week things have happened uh we're gonna talk to you about news then we're gonna talk to you about what's coming out then we're gonna review a couple of movies that we saw over the weekend uh jake what did you get a chance to see this weekend dude i watched the new tommel movie starring vijay you did you love your vijays don't you (laughs) dude actually that that dude's a really good actor and i like all the movies he does uh, for sure. So yeah, dude, I like I do like the Vijay. Um, so yeah, I watched the, one of the the new Indian movies that came out over the weekend. Uh, well, I went and uh, I didn't get to see. Everybody was wanting to know if I was going to see Killer to the Flower Moon. Um, as you all know, uh, it's Nightmare on Block Street time at, down at my my business, Pinpoint. So being it's, away for seven hours is tough. It's hard. Yeah, that movie was a little too long for me to check, but I. Um, I will see it eventually. Uh, just it might take me a minute because that's a that's that's a beast of a time sink. But I did see the creator, which is one that I've been wanting to catch up on, and I will talk to you about that movie uh, later in the show. But uh, yeah, because I mean, honestly, if you were at the theater and you weren't there to see Taysway movie, man, yeah, you were in the minority. The Swifties out in force again this week at the box office. So um, Baldwin Orange over on Twitch saying uh, his his rev- his short review of uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is Scorsese going for There Will Be Blood, but wound up with There Will Be Dull. Um, you know, I mean, I've heard a lot of mixed things. I've heard people that, mm-hmm. that really enjoyed it and was like, oh, it's his masterpiece. <laughs> and I've heard a couple of people being like, eh, he's kind of long. I mean, that's a long runtime. Like, you got to... Um, got to really engage with people. I think I think that's just too long of a runtime. There's a conversation going on in our Discord that I that I caught snips and clips of about like if we're gonna keep having these epically long runtimes, like it's time to bring intermission the intermission back. You know, yeah. and I think theaters would be smart to do it because well, you the, know, get them snacks. The uh, yeah the the Indian movies that I go watch when I watch them at the Malco. Uh, chain of theaters they include the intermissions but so you can go out to the lobby mm-hmm. and get yourself a snack yeah and take a pee but um amc edits them out they and snip them out of their film 
think um, I think I understand. I think I know why they're doing that, and it's because okay, they need to churn and burn these these movies. Mm-hmm. So anytime they can run off the runtime, that means that they might have more time on the back end to f- do a whole nother screening. But I think that just if they just minutes. if they left the ten minutes in, send people out to the lobby. Get those more snacks, although it would probably just be refills of Coke and popcorn, which I guess isn't an additional sale. Man, I, uh, <coughs> I was at one showing one time within intermission. Everyone walked out, used the bathroom, uh, took a phone call or did their messages instead of doing it in the middle in of the, the movie. In the movie, yeah. And uh, multiple people, including myself, all walked back in with like candy we got at the concession stand. Intermissions, man. They, they serve a great purpose. Um Especially because you're already there in the movie, and you're like, "Well, I'm here." Instead of like running late for the movie and be like, "Take my ticket. I got. I got to get in there. I don't want to miss the beginning of the movie." Yeah. So yeah, intermissions would be they would be dope. Yeah, it would be dope. And then you could get like Nicole Kidman like to come back in there, and they're like, "The snack bar is where we come to feast." (laughs) And you know, calories upon calories. Sometimes heartburn feels good in a place like this. Yeah. You know. It's like, yeah, so if it's, sometimes it, it feels good to be a fat ass <laughs> going to the snack bar because here you are. You are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But uh, anyway, let's get to some news. Some news happened. Um, I don't have a whole lot on my list. There was one that just stood out at me in my headlines that was kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, you know, we love, you guys know, we love the Mission Impossible movies. Absolutely. You know, that is an action movie franchise that we can agree on being completely awesome and uh this last one just left us it wasn't a cliffhanger ending i mean it was definitely set up for a sequel you know you <laughs> it know. wasn't like the last fast and furious movie where the like mid-action scene end, go, of the movie. end but uh it left you definitely wanting more but this they announced that the new mission impossible movie has been delayed for nearly a full year and it will open in 20 20- 25 yeah, which is kind of a bummer it went from june 28th of next year to may 23rd of 25 but um yeah and, and but it what's weird is because they shot the 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 films back to back um uh from last, what i read though. last week after the show bef- uh there was some news saying that um well it wasn't really news but it was saying that uh they had filmed maybe like half of this one. Okay. So they they were halfway through or three quarters and they had to stop with strike. And the strike is something that's pushing this because even though it seemed like that was coming to an end the other day, they started attacking the video game industry and then just kind of carried on. And so they're still pushing for more money. And there were several actors, like who was like some of the Batman actors, like Ben Affleck and George Clooney and stuff, were like, here's $150 million for everyone. And they go, cool, thanks. Not enough. And, um, yeah. I, you know, it's going to be interesting when our world just col- collapses. Because um, everybody, I don't know. I don't know. That's a whole other episode of his podcast that don't get me talking on like economics and world peace and the fall of civilization because this whole podcast will take a very dark turn really fast. But um, Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's getting that's getting delayed. Um, What else did you have, Jake? Oh, man. Um, Well, uh, one of our commenters said R.I.P. Burt Young. He actually he died a week before last. Mm. Um, You know, the guy that was in Rocky, he played uh, um, Polly 
He was Polly and Rocky. Um, hey, Polly. Yeah, and we uh, last week we missed uh, mentioning Suzanne Summers passed away too. Yeah, the uh, the thigh master. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, a couple of them there. Um, news that I had because this week another week of not really rich uh, movie news. Um, there was a cool thing for Halloween, kind of a deal. Uh, currently on Kickstarter, there is a funding going on for a new Bella Lugosi biography book. It's it's a book, Bella Lugosi but uh, it's called Bella Lugosi: The Man Behind the Cape, uh, and it is it has seven hundred photos uh, from family albums and things like this, and it's actually kind of like a photo album shape. It's kind of like a wider book. Um, but it's from personal family albums, uh, friends and family in, in Europe and stuff like that. Interesting. Um, so it looks pretty cool. You can search for that on uh, Kickstarter. Um, the cover of it, of course, is like sanguine red with his autograph and him as, as Dracula. Looks pretty cool. Um, Welcome. And then uh, speaking the of scary, of the sc- yeah, scary stuff. Uh, Tyler Perry just signed a new Medea's boo Halloween four year eight movie deal with Netflix where he writes mm. directs he's pulling and an Adam produces, Sandler huh yeah produces writes and directs uh, eight movies I, so you over know the next four years what's crazy is I was not excited about when Adam Sandler did that but. The what was it? The ridiculous eight or the the yeah whatever the yeah whatever eight That's that what was, was pretty damn funny, and Hubie Halloween was actually pretty damn funny. And I, I watched that again last week, and I was like, man, I I kind of like Hubie Halloween. It's, it's not like, so bad. It's not so bad. Well, and that whole uh, you're totally not invited to my bot mitzvah or whatever movie is supposed I to be pretty good. One. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it one. yet, but I I haven't seen anything bad about it. Um, I don't know. It's just like. Every, every, every time that, that, that Adam Sandler, I think, I'm like, I'm just throwing the towel, bro. Then he comes back and he surprises you. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get nominated for an Oscar, but then I'm going to make Hubie Halloween. I'm going to fart on everything. And I'm like, okay, man. I mean, it's cool that he can be him and do he what can. he yeah. wants to no, do. I'm, I'm down for it. I, and employ all of his friends. He gets a pass. He gets a pass from me. He's made yeah. a lot of stinkers, but he continues to get a pass from me because he just seems like he'd be a cool dude. I, dude, I've actually, I've honestly, uh, in all the interviews, like him and Tom Cruise, and uh, Henry Cavill, and some of these like big stars like that. There's a lot of people that don't have a single negative thing to say about him like dude on set they're yeah. the kindest person like uh henry winkler you know oh yeah i've heard yeah. he's pretty cool like they just give pe- keanu reeves they're just like hey man thanks for being on the movie here's this gift or like you know what's your name and then they'll run into each other 15 years later and they're like steve dude yeah and they're like what me How do you, you remember, remember me from the movie and they're like yeah man well it's like you know i uh, i worked with mahershala ali once and you know i was only on set for like a week but by the third day, he, he, you know, he made a point to remember my name. And he's just like, morning, Bo. How you doing? And I'm like, uh, great, Mahershala. How are, how are you, man? He's like, pretty good. Hope you have a good day today. And I'm like, all right. Well, sure. everyone That's the in, nicest guy ever. Everyone in town liked that dude, huh? Yeah, he was pretty great. He didn't go out and about much, but uh, but he was cool. And then, you know, there's, there's always your Neil McDonough's who are just like, you're working with them, you know. I, w- I worked with this dude very That's why closely. He plays a bad guy most of the time because he is a bad guy, and I worked with this dude like 
very closely for what, 29 days, I think was the, the shoot, every single day. And, you know, I'm not like a, a guy in the background. I'm the dude that's like, all right, Mr. McDonough, I'm going to need to put open your shirt. I'm going to need to wire this up. Good morning, you know, blah, blah, um, How How are you? And he just like blank. He, he he didn't even ask me what my name was. Like he, he, he was the biggest asshole on the, the planet. He's uh, he's his character from the Walking Tall remake. God, that dude was an asshole. Um, but apparently if you were a producer, he was just like, oh, yeah, Neil McDonough's so nice. And I'm like, yeah, I bet, you know. <laughs> and one time he played basketball during lunch, like with the crew. And it was like, look, he's a normal, just like us. And I'm like, nah, I don't f- fucking buy this act. <laughs> he's in Bison, dude. Like, What? He was in Bison in that shitty Chun-Li movie. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the one with uh old uh, girl that played Lana Lang from... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that was movie a terrible movie. Blows. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. Uh, speaking of weird movies, man, uh, you see that Darren Aronofsky has a new film that's only showing in one location. No, I did not catch yeah. this. Postcard from Earth. It was filmed with an 18K camera. Hey, what? Yeah, and it's being shown at the Dome or the Sphere. The Dome. The Sphere in Vegas. That's the only I know place that it's being shown. I've never been in it, but I know that theater. It took 12 people to operate the camera to move it and make sure it didn't overheat. And It's uh, ridiculous. It's supposed to be like a sci-fi movie mixed with a nature documentary because they just had like this camera in space or something. But an 18K camera on a screen that's four football fields completely just around Just a you. dome, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. just, that's so weird. And apparently the people that have witnessed this are just like, yeah. yeah. So they wheel you out on a gurney. Like when you're done, your brain's just jello. Yeah. And what's wild is he made this movie for a spherical screen before he ever saw the screen. How do you do he that? He just knew. How do you even make a movie for a spherical screen, but how do you do it without even seeing the, uh, that's some James screen. Cameron shit right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how we're going to do it. But we're going to make this work. You know? But also, it's like, how do All you... All right, science. Get to it. Yeah. How do you do movies like uh, The Wrestler or or Black Swan or whatever? And then you're like, I'm going to make a movie with an 18K camera for the sphere. And everyone's like, okay. Okay. Guy. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And then uh, a bunch of Disney news, of course. Hit us um, with it. There's some new metrics out. People are getting to see... Uh, what people watch on uh, Disney Plus, and so they're actually reporting it, or some like weird hacky. Uh, crap? Yeah, I think someone found a way to see it, but um, people are watching animated and primarily Pixar movies. Uh, their top ten is all like Pixar animated stuff, and their MCU, particularly the series, are not up there. Well, I mean, I was just in the theater watching the creator um, this weekend, and another uh, uh, another extended trailer from the Marvels like hit the the screen. I'm like, who don't is don't. this for? Don't be like, mean to the real Captain Marvel by doing that with yeah. with his name. Who wants to see this? I don't know. Velvet Santa asked what a foreign film uh, would look like on the sphere. Dude, become well, a billionaire and find out. Well, when you were talking about Darren Aronofsky and that in that sphere dome screen, it made me think of like I was like I couldn't remember the name of this movie, but it was The Fountain, and that is the kind of movie that would melt your brain in a in a sphere. The I mean, that kind of movie, book movie before yeah the uh, the flood of comic book movies. That movie is is not one I recommend to a lot of people, 
but I love that movie. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with that movie. Like, when I first saw it, I couldn't stand it. I was like, this is the most self-righteous, fart-sniffing, like, stupid crap I've ever seen with a space cell phone and everything. And then, uh, like, as I've thought about it more, I just appreciate it for what it is and the fact that he made it. But I just remember when that movie came out, everyone was upset because it wasn't exactly like the, the, comic uh, book. the graphic novel. Yeah. And when I see when I say everyone, I was like, "There's 25 nerds on the planet who are like, no." They are all in a text thread with each other, going, "This was not accurate." Yeah. Speaking of comic books, though, did you see that um, Todd McFarlane is like with the with the Spawn movie? Um, I can't remember who they're Blumhouse. Um, Blumhouse is taking on the Spawn uh, film. Well, the, who's going to be Spawn? Is it still Michael Jai White? God, I wish. It but needs to be. He Michael could still Jai do it, but uh, with Blumhouse at the lead, you know, they're like, this is going to be a Blumhouse superhero movie, and cool. I think if there is a studio that I feel confident handling Spawn, it's Blumhouse. Just bring back the characters and makeup from the first one, though, because they were good. They were good. Um. Yeah, well, and you know what, too, uh, talking comics like that, uh, the other bit of news there is that it was um, in, in an interview with old dude uh, in charge of Deadpool, the director and co-producer of D- Deadpool 3, he did say that there's going to be a bunch of the uh, uh, cameos that everyone's kind of been expecting and suspicious about, so... There's going to be more than just Wolverine. I feel like that movie is just going to be nothing but cameos because what 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 movie? Because they all blend together. Uh, that recently came out and everybody was like, "Oh, Mr. Fantastic," you know. And he came out there and they're like, "Oh my God, what does this mean for them in the next movie?" And blah blah blah. Um, who was it? And then he, and he got killed. Um, what in the in the Doctor Strange two? That was Doctor Strange. Yeah, and and it was like, we're we're Scarlet Witch. Just straight up murked Mr. Fantastic yeah. and Professor X. And yeah, because that's right, because Patrick Stewart came out and everybody lost their freaking minds. Because he was minds. in the hover chair, bro. Yeah, which was like the best version of Professor X. Um, but but yeah, I feel like Deadpool is going to do that. They're like, oh my God, remember how, how many people just absolutely nutted when we did this and it didn't really mean anything to any other movies? We're just going to put people in costume and go, here's a character you like. And they're going to go, ah! They already kind of did that in the second one when he opened the door in the mansion and all the X-Men were there. Yep. So I think that Deadpool is just going to be tons of that shit because they don't probably don't have any good ideas otherwise. They're just like, yeah, let's yeah, just... Yeah, but at least Deadpool gets to be fun yeah. with it or whatever. So, uh, and then the, uh, uh, the... There was really nothing interesting, man. I scoured the, the news uh, over the past week and there wasn't really... There wasn't. No. Uh, a lot. Star Wars continues to become more and more stupid, just real dumb stuff. Uh, that like what they call a switchblade saber that Ray had in her evil form in the last movie. Yeah, exactly. Has been uh, extended into more canon Star Wars stuff with High Republic, where some Jedi has it, cool. and it's the dumbest looking thing. It's so stupid. Neat. Like, yeah. why is that even news? Like this. exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like you go to like if you if you it's like a toy. They're like, oh, this toy might catch on. People have another laser sword to play yeah. with. If Nerds. you look for movie news, it's always just like 
fan art. Look at the fan art. Check it, out this fan art and this fan-made trailer. It's like, it is really hard to find interesting movie news. I mean, you look at Screen Rant, you look at Slash Film, you look at like Collider, Collider, and it's all a lot of the same stuff. It's just a bunch of Hollywood news. Bleh. Yeah, it's all like a lot of the time. It's like, did you see that someone uh, made a replica of of uh, Ray's stupid lightsaber with popsicle sticks? <laughs> Basically, because that's what's funny is those are the only articles that AI can't write for them. So like, I don't know what to do. Let's report on the popsicle stick saber, dude. But when you read these articles, so I don't know if any of you actually read some of the articles that we do. The title, the. Uh, the tagline teaser at the beginning and then the first line of the article are always the exact same thing like over and over like because these people don't write they just get their words in and like well if i just repeat this it'll grab interest and and uh make it where i don't have to type anymore uh tony jones asks is keanu gonna be a part of star wars i really hope not i mean if the check clears i think you know he'd probably show up and no, I hope not for Keanu's sake. Because Keanu Reeves is still cool. He is cool. Star Wars is quit not. being cool in '02. It's been a minute. 2002. Uh, Knox Olid asks, "What happened with the Lobo movie planning?" Uh, man, people talk about it all the time. That's one of the fan art things, or fan made posters, or fan trailers. Is like, look at Momo and this fan made thing. I still want Steve Austin. Uh, I want that Stone Cold. It's not gonna happen. You know, it's not gonna. It happen. It needs to. He needs to come barging in and go, oh, hell, yeah, the main man, and start chugging beers and smashing glass. There is a new McFarlane toy of Lobo, and he comes comes with his motorcycle. When are you going to buy that? Uh, No. Of all the other shit that is in here that you have bought? Yeah. Why not that one? Is it like $500? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Velvet Santa says, I still don't believe Beetlejuice 2 is happening because of all the fan-made posters. Yeah, I mean, no, so that's a, I mean, it's happening, yeah. But. It is. There, that was one of the things in news that I read, too, is they're like, one of Michael Keaton's iconic costumes is going to definitely return, as told by the costume designer for Beetlejuice 2. It's like, so you're saying he's going to wear the stripes? He's just going to He's gonna be Beetlejuice again? Yeah. That's like the the lightsaber thing. That was one thing I want to say. Ray's dumbass switchblade. The I, the title for this was Ray's iconic dark side turn lightsaber. And I was like, it's you are using that word wrong. It's not iconic. Everyone in the it movie was theater in there, yeah. went, ugh. Like, <laughs> not one person was like, up, 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 up. like the freaking meme. Like, not one person got amped about it. No. There was not one person that turned to someone they were with and was like, yo. That's cool. That's the coolest new saber. Or she's like, look, it has two blades. Flick. Now it's a staff. Like, I, th- I feel one. like they're just retrying. They're trying to recapture the the moment that everybody had when Darth Maul had the lightsaber baton, you know. And then and then like Dingleberry had his like pew pew like lightsaber oh, geez, yeah. broadsword crap, and it's like yeah. what? The just, like these are cross guard. These are just. They're getting increasingly more ridiculous and stupid. Yeah, the whole thing like Darth Maul's saber was is completely different, but it, it instantly opened it up for people to be like, what if they did a lightsaber guitars? Yeah, and then you have all the people that play like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff. They're like, well, my Jedi had a staff and it was silver. It had a silver blade. And it's like none of that, none of that is right because in the books that Disney was like, 
fuck these books. Uh, only Sith used the double-bladed saber. It was a Sith-only thing. Jedi didn't use it, but whatever. It doesn't matter. No one cares about... No one truly cares about Star Wars. Uh, Vince said on the Beetlejuice tip, he said, someone said Michael Keaton's best performance was Beetlejuice. At first I rolled my eyes, but then it's really up there. No, Beetlejuice they is... They haven't seen Mr. Mom. Maybe they did see Mr. Mom, um, but no, his performance... Beetlejuice... Is a really interesting character because it has a lot of range. Like because he's comedic, but then there are scenes where he's actually scary, and then here's scenes where he's you know serious. And it's it's, it's what's Beetlejuice like? Like his voice is like really gravelly, and then he gets into those like really Michael Keatony moments. Um, you know, the Beetlejuice is a great role and. He's not. I think I've read in interviews he's not a big fan of that role. But um, well, I mean, how would you like it playing the creepiest, stinkiest, grossest person you can think of? Oh, come on, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like Beetlejuice is a creep uh, and and uh, a weirdo. He's creepy. And he's like what? Like he's like a two thousand years old, and he just becomes creepier with the times and hey stuff there, like baby. that. Yeah. yeah. Come on, here for real, man. <laughs> You know, Knox uh, Solid asks in Wrestling News, do we see the trailer for the Iron Claw? We talked about that in length. What was it, last, last week? Last week, yeah. Yeah. So you could check that, check out last week's episode. Um, did you have any other news? Or we want to just talk about what's coming out in theaters this week. That's it, man. Cool, it was, man. Like we said, it was a pretty slim week. Um, so It was. Well, coming out in theaters this week, uh, which will be the weekend of October 27th, 2023, for those of you that are keeping up with this, um, not a lot of big stuff. Um, one that's not even hitting theaters, but I did kind of want to talk about it. It's um, it's coming out on Shutter, but it's from the makers of Reanimator and From Beyond, which are two pretty cool, iconic horror movies. It's called uh, Suitable Flesh, and it's got uh, Heather Graham, who mm-hmm. I haven't seen in in a, in a, in a hot <laughs> minute, and Bruce Davidson, uh, going back to X Men. You know, talking about X Men. There's uh, he a, was uh, the the senator, senator guy, Kelly, yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it looks it looks looks you know it's a it's a it's a a movie but uh it's multiple personality psychiatrist becomes obsessed with one of these clients and murders ensue uh it's based off of an hp lovecraft story um but you know uh, you throw around like from the makers of reanimator and from beyond and uh, i'm sold and then i like heather graham like she's fun to watch you know and she doesn't take her career too seriously she's she will take some pretty fun campy roles i mean uh austin powers anyone mm-hmm. but uh that's coming out uh this week on streaming There's but a- Jeffrey Combs in it somewhere? God, I wish. Oh man, we the world needs more Jeffrey Combs. Maybe he is, and just no one, and no ever one knows. knows. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, you just reached the end of your life, and someone's like, it was "That was Jeffrey Combs." <laughs> you're like, "Oh, of course it was." And you're like, "And that was Jeffrey Combs." You're like, yeah. oh, "Of course." Yeah. And that was Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love Jeffrey Combs. Now I want to go watch the Reanimator. Uh, that I just love me, or just any episode of Star Trek. Um, let's see, coming out in theaters, uh, a rated R comedy, which is a little interesting. Uh, it's Christian Slater, Allison Brie, and John Cena. Uh, it's called F- Freelance, 
and it is an uh, ex-Special Forces operative. I'll let you guess who's playing that role. Uh, takes a job providing security for a journalist as she interviews a dictator, but a military coup breaks out in the middle of the interview, and they're forced to escape in the jungle where they must survive. Um, yeah, it... It, it looks dumb. It, the, it looks very dumb. Um, I'll probably watch it. I just can't... It's it, John Cena, to me... I just don't know how I'm supposed to take John Cena anymore. You know, like he has jumped his own shark pretty hard. And uh, I don't know. What do you mean, man? I don't know. You know, because I felt like he tried to be the next Dwayne Johnson. Well, yeah. And he just, he never, I mean, The Rock's cool. Like, who doesn't like Dwayne Johnson? Who doesn't like John Cena? Me, kind of. Really? Not a, yeah, I'm not a huge John Cena guy. I mean, as a, someone who's been a big wrestling fan, you know, there's been times where I'm, screw John Cena, I hate that dude. But then, like, in real life, you're like, yeah, he seems like a pretty cool guy in real life. Well, that's coming out in theaters. Uh, under two-hour runtime, thank God. Uh, these these movies, but Freelance coming out in theaters this week. Also, probably only going to come in limited release uh, this week because it's uh, very similar to that movie, The Amazing Maurice, that that uh, and 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 that movie Mummies. Some of these like foreign made produced CGI um, productions that are aimed at kids, like Pinocchio, like Pinocchio, uh, get a kind of a kind of an expanded release. Maybe not like a completely wide release, but this one looks I don't know. It looks relevant to my interests, so I might check it out. It's called Inspector Sun, um, and it's a Spanish film. But of course, this will be all in English language. Uh, when it hits the, the theaters, but it is basically a Hercule Poirot, uh, like spider, right? And he's he's a detective. He's Inspector Sun, and he uh, boards a seemingly normal plane for a vacation. But when a enigmatic millionaire receives a threat for his life, Sun is back on the case, trapped in a web of lies. Sun must find the culprit before it's too late. He's a spider trapped in a web of lies. Yeah. Weren't you the one just last week saying that you didn't like the Knives Out movies because they were but, Agatha Christie rips? And but, then... but this is not a rip. This is like straight up animated Murder on the Own Express, and I'm okay with it. Because he's even got the stick and the mustache. Like, I mean, they're just not calling him Her- Hercule Poirot. Um, and, but he totally is. And it's very obvious. Um, and they're not trying to hide anything. And it takes place in like art deco-y, you know. Uh, but they're all like bugs. And it's like a bug's life in the 1950s. And I don't know. I'm just okay with the... If you're going to do that, at least keep it in the same time period. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, you know... Alabama, Georgia, Poirot, coming down in 2015, like Sunset Paradise Island, playing stupid, and, you know, I don't know. I just, it wasn't the same for me. I'm, I don't know. Hey, you're talking about cool detectives that can solve anything. Hey, in the next couple of uh, weeks, we get the Monk movie. I'm, I'm just getting, continuously getting nice What's the release that. date on that one? I think it's first week of December. It's coming up, coming up pretty it, soon. It's further away than what I was hoping for, but I'm gonna sign up. I'm gonna get a Peacock trial just so I can watch it. Ooh, well, look at you. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it. That's coming out in theaters this week. Kind of a very, very weak week. Um, and then of course the big one. Yeah. Five Nights and Freddy's. 
You know, everybody's going to be talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, that's the one that everybody's going to go see. Is that? Oh, yeah. Halloween's next Tuesday. That's yeah. Next weekend, a lot of movies coming out on streaming, horror movies coming out on streaming on, on Halloween. But but uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is probably going to dominate the box office this weekend because of Halloween. Um, Mark Landry, Foghorn, Leghorn, Perot. That's now I say, I say, I say, I see a clue over yonder. And uh, but yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, a lot of people are talking about it. The, the 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 very 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 successful game. Um, you know about a this movie is about a security guard working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, and during his first night on the job, he realizes that you know what happens at Five Nights at Freddy's is going to happen to him. So, um, yeah, Josh Hutcherson, you may remember him from um, d- being Disney stuff. Disney stuff and then uh, the Baker Boy from the, the this one, um, the the Hunger Hunger Games. The brainwashed one. Yeah. Pita. And, yeah, it's a bunch of kids and a bunch of robots, and uh, Matthew Lillard is in this for a bit, and I... Where have you been, Matthew Lillard? I love Matthew Lillard. He's like always fun in every movie that he's in. I mean, who doesn't like Matthew Lillard? Like, Scream's awesome. Uh, he was weird in the uh, in that Thirteenth la- Ghosts is obvious fun. That season of Twin Peaks, the Return or whatever. Oh what, yeah, yeah. He was in that. He was weird. Dude, he's he's shaggy. He's a great shaggy. He's the only thing that made that movie fun. Um, what's another one? Uh, hackers. Come on, hackers. Yeah, he was in that show Good Girls where he was that uh, lady's husband that was cheating on her all the time at his used car dealership that made her turn bad and join the rest of them. Dude, he's he's a fun guy. Range on him. SLC Punk? Man, I hadn't thought about that movie in a long time. Um, anyway, Five Nights at Freddy's. Everybody's going to go see it. Um, like all the, uh, It might dethrone the Taylor Swift movie uh, this weekend, and then I think the Taylor Swift movie might pop back up. Uh, after everybody gets their Five Nights at Freddy's on because it's the same audience. They're going to go, I want to get scared. <laughs> and they'll go watch Killer Teddy Bears. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what you're coming out in theaters this week. You can check it out. That's your Halloween weekend. I recommend staying at home and watching classic monster movies. Like, that's what you need to do with your Halloween. Like, I haven't gotten a chance to do that in a long time because of the monster that I created uh, that has now taken over my entire spooky season known as Nightmare on Block Street. But, you know, I want that for you. This 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 time of year is when I, I used to just, like, light some candles, like, get, you know, have my, have my spooky decorations in my living room, which are kind of there all year now. Uh, and then I'd get, get on the couch, make some snacks, and just, just, binge watch i did i did watch lost boys um again recently while i was making some stuff for the bar in my kitchen uh making some some syrups and, and birdie bots things that i do but you know got that out of the way but that was like the only movie that i've actually had a chance to like sit down and go yeah halloween season and it makes me kind of sad hmm do you do do you, like do you do anything for Halloween? Do you even like Halloween? Yeah, sure do. You know I do. Yeah. But when's the last time you like enjoyed it? When when oh. was the last time you did anything fun for Halloween? Like I remember the last time you even dressed up was like eight years ago. Yeah, it was a long. It was a long time ago. It was like five years ago. Um, no. 
Yeah. It's longer than that. No, because I was at um I was I went to back when it was still a party in Okay, of a yeah. Month. You, you did that's right. So five years ago is the last time I remember you dressing up. Yeah. I mean Hitchcock, so, yeah, that sounds fun. I usually just I, I have to work and I uh, also don't have the money to do any kind of costume that I'd want to do. So there's not really fun in it. I don't want to go get some pre made um turd costume that some other butthole is going to be wearing that's not going to fit me and everything so i usually have grand ideas of being of screen accurate klingon or an adeptus astartes or something you've never done any of them i know when's the time i don't have the dollars um or the time just start early because it's it's i know that you dude probably, it, dude i'm i think about halloween all year every year and, and then, then you never do anything and about then it. it's like september and i'm like well there it goes so need to need to start a GoFundMe just to like get you money to to start this no excuses no more excuses for jake i i'm i've got a great costume and i'll probably wear it up here next week um i got yeah. actually two versions of the same costume um i generally end up with car troubles or what does that have to do with Halloween costumes? My money. Yeah, well, where my money goes. Okay. Um, Tony Jones says that he, uh, on Twitch, does a Hitchcock marathon, which is very cool. Always a, an appropriate marathon. Vince asked about the update on the classic movie collection that had that they wanted to do the switch. It, I, I, it was delivered. I have the entire Universal Monster collection DVD at my house in safekeeping. It will be be good. David on Facebook uh, he's been dressing up. He was a werewolf. Well, yeah, um, he's good at he's good at the costume thing and doing like the uh, Jason. Oh yeah, and he, the Michael Myers and or, yeah, Michael Myers. He hasn't done. He Myers. did Jason this year. He's done werewolf. Uh, it's like it's really really cool. Uh, I don't know who Tommy is, but Velvet Santa says he's going as Crawl from Son in Law and his Stephen Tyler PJs. Stephen Tyler PJs. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, yeah. All right. Well, one one day. Again, I will try and dress up for Halloween. Not I guess. I mean, what, what, I don't have any friends or anyone to go hang out with. What's the What's the point? You're working, bro. Yeah, dude. You always say that, and then like you walk into the bar, and there's so many people that are like, "Oh, hey, Jake's here," and you're like, "Oh, fuck this! I don't like any of these humans getting, like, getting out of here. I don't have any friends. Goodbye." That's not how it works. That's exactly I'm, how it works. I don't. Even have, your parents are like, "Come on down." You're like, "I don't." I don't have anyone to talk to or hang out with. I don't have a costume. So as much as I do like Halloween, that's not true. People come up to talk to you, and you're like, "Yeah, it doesn't mean I like them or have anything to talk to them about." But I got a floor. I got a. I got like a. Uh, welcome mat for Halloween in front of my apartment and stuff like this. And like someone's gonna come trick or treat you in that weird. You can't. You can't even get up no, to your house with no, a key. It's not for other people. It's okay. for me, bro. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I like Halloween. You know, I like Halloween. David on Facebook says you should be a pirate. Yeah, this no. That's no. Why? That, you make a great pirate. Pirate's like a little kid costume. No, it's not. Yeah. You'll be a, a like a, a swashbuckling black beard and no. chasing booty all night. No, I don't. Dude, See, nah. this is why you always fail. You, sh- you, sh- you shoot everything down before it even happens. You could be, I think a pirate would be awesome. You could have the, the puffy shirt and the no. cutlass and the breeches. If I was going to do a pirate, I be, would do it. It would be like a historically accurate. Like yeah, thing. that's I where can't I afford that cost. I got my my um, Victor Frankenstein shirt from one of those historical reenactments. And it was mm-hmm. like 45 bucks. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Not not gonna do that one day here you know what one day i will i will work towards being 
an Adeptus Astartes for next oh, year. Bullshit. That's like the hardest costume ever. Nah. It's just a lot of foam. And then you know, know what? what? I'll take the helmet off and under the helmet, I'll be a Klingon. All right. Well, let's talk about a movie that I watched in theaters. Um, I went and saw The Creator. And what we talked about um, a couple weeks ago, you know, uh, everybody knows him for directing Rogue One as well as Monsters. Uh, he did visual effects for that. Uh, but this movie was um, kind of interesting. Like, it was rated PG-13. And, you know, watching this movie... So in in movies in in Hollywood, um, there the, the way that the MPAA gives you ratings for for your film is based on what's happening on screen. So it's like you get X number of people getting killed, X number of this. You can get one F bomb. You can get any more than that, and then you know automatic R, like all this kind of stuff. Um, but this movie, I am really really shocked that it has been not necessarily talked about at the box office because I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. And this movie is tough because th th this movie, like, beats you down. Like, it is not a happy movie. I understand why I think that this movie is not really resonating with a lot of audiences at the box office. I think this movie is going to blow up on streaming probably. But, you know, I think... People wanted a more like, oh, because Rogue One wasn't a happy movie either. It was like, this is a story about all those Bothans that died. And, um, you know, the creator is, there were one of the few times in a theater where I did not expect to see something happen because I was like, that'd just be too dark. And then it happened. And I'm like, oh, oh, shit. They just went there, you know, because you watch enough movies and you see things telegraphed a lot. And you're like, OK, you know, they're going to do this really awful thing at the, the beginning to establish that these guys are bad. And then eventually, you know, once you get up to this crescendo of a, like a, a climax moment, then, you know, the good guys are going to stop it in the nick of time and you're going to feel good and the bad guy's going to get bad. And then at that moment, the bad guy just like keeps winning. And you're like, oh, and more people keep dying. Like a lot of people die in it. Like. Tons of people die in this movie. Um, and it is, it's kind of tough because this movie is really about, um, you know, it's a, it's a classic sci-fi about AI, right? It's about, you know, artificial intelligence, almost like the eugenics wars in Star Trek where it's like, okay, well, you know, we've created these things and oh my God, they're accidentally better than us. And um, there was an accident that happened and a nuclear bomb went off in Los Angeles and humanity, particularly America, humanity, blamed AI and was like, we have to eradicate all forms of AI and all of these uh, simul simulants, I think they called them, um, and just go to war. And, and they were, you know, rounding them up, murdering them, you know, rebuilding L.A. And, and just declared war on all artificial intelligence. And a lot of artificial intelligence have retreated to what is called New Asia, where they're still able to, like, manufacture and there's less, you know. Uh, but they're all running around kind of like refugees. A lot of this movie takes place, like, in parts of Thailand, which uh, is how they got this budget. Like, this this movie looks like a blockbuster, but it was made on $80, $80 million. I saw that the other day. Yeah. yeah. And the, the visual effects in this movie are just 
jaw-droppingly like impressive like it has a that gritty dystopian you know sci-fi feeling that really pulls you into this this sort of it's not post-apocalyptic but there was you know post-nuclear war uh but it was just one nuclear bomb that set off like america and america's very much the bad guy in this movie which i think probably led to you know a lot of average audiences going, man, I don't think I like this too much, saying America's bad guy. And, you know, I don't think I want to watch this communist, socialist, fascist garbage. But, um, you know, it, it, it tells the story of this, you know, the classic lone wolf and cub. Like, that was kind of the only, the very formulaic part that I'm like, okay, here we go. Uh, and John David Washington, of course, the lead role, he's, he plays this character well. Uh, he was an ex-military guy. It was supposed to be, he was undercover, fell in love with the target, blah, blah, blah. You know, set up at the beginning. Tar- you, you know, any movie that starts out with a couple that are like in bed having like a great romantic moment, you're like, one of them's going to die, you know. And he discovers this AI that's been created, and it's a child, and it has, like, the ability to do some stuff that I don't want to spoil. But uh, it goes through, like, he doesn't immediately just, like, want to protect this kid. It's, like, a long time of his character finally coming to this realization that maybe... Maybe we're in the wrong and maybe, you know, artificial intelligence has its own place and they're not really the ones to blame. And so it's kind of an interesting take because most of these sci-fi movies, it's like, okay, Skynet, yeah, AI's bad. Or, you know, oh, um, what's the one with um, um, Bicentennial Man? You know, and it's like, oh, hey, I inherently good, but we're the bad ones. This one kind of goes back and forth, you know, and I thought it was pretty well done for, for you know, two hours, 13 minutes. Uh, had a lot of ups and downs. I had moments of, like, getting really attached to characters that I hated at the beginning. And then I'm like, oh, I'm on your team, and now I'm not. And, oh. and um, I think thought Gareth, Gareth Edward did a great job with this movie, but it's just not doing really well at the box office, even though internationally, like, total, it has made... 10 million over so it's it's in the 90 million dollar mark but uh i think this movie will do really well on streaming when people um start checking it out yeah it only cost 80 million but i think their international advertising budget was like probably a lot yeah they didn't do it a lot here you know what movie about ai and stuff like that robots and things is pretty cool about people and like who's good and who's bad like ai is good but the people around them are bad chappy well, this movie v- had a lot of chappy vibes. Yeah, um, evil Hugh Jackman with yeah. a bad haircut. You know, there was there was a lot of um, things that that felt reminiscent of Chappie, felt reminiscent of what was it, District uh, District eighteen nine. or District nineteen or whatever it was. You know, the movie I'm talking about with the aliens they rounded them up in the concentration District nine. District nine yeah, thank you. Um, you know, it had a lot of those like those science fiction kind of movies that we've seen, but kind of presented in a new way and um it was enjoyable from start to finish i mean it got a little a little long but um you know ken watanabe's character of course it's ken watanabe and he's awesome and i'll watch him as a uh, uh like he was like a cyborg ai thing you know and the whole back of his head was all like me 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 but he was still very much ken watanabe and i think i think this this movie just people didn't know what to think of this movie and I'm happy that it got made, but I understand why people aren't watching it because this is this is a hard this is not a movie you take your kids to. 
Um, and it's not a movie that if you want to walk out of it feeling good, like what was it, uh, the Edge of Tomorrow, where you're like, oh yeah, it's just Tom Cruise in a mech suit shooting a bunch of guns, and you know, Groundhog Day in the future, hell yeah, guns, and then the bad guy gets gets their comeuppance. But the end of this one is very much like there's still a, a, a lot of people died, and we've got a lot of work to do um, to to kind of heal the world. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the final shot is like a person crying and smiling and laughing at the kind of like at the same time, like processing all this grief, but smiling that it's over. And it was like fade to black. And you're like, okay. Um, so I recommend it. I think it's fun. I think it, um, it was a, it was a very f- good film. And I think it's very much a movie theater film. Um, the sound, the visuals, um, the performances were all really good. I just think that movie audiences are not ready for movies like this in theaters, you know, um, it's not quite epic level like Dune, um, but you know it definitely transported me there. So Ooh, we get that in a couple weeks, don't we? No, I got pushed back. Oh, son of a bitch! Yeah, got pushed back. So anyway, the creator in theaters still right now. I think it was oh how long has it been out in theaters? It's been out for this was its fifth week. So you might have one more week to check it out before it falls out of the lineup. So um, there you have it. And Jake, you saw uh, a movie. I did, yeah. That's probably not playing anywhere near any of you. (laughs) It might be, dude. It's a new big Tommel release. There was a big Telugu movie and Tommel movie that came out this weekend. What's the name of it? It's called Leo Bloody Sweet. Leo Bloody Sweet. need to make a Tommel Narubu. Um but yeah, it's the new uh, Tama movie starring Vijay. Um, he's a dude that's in like if you go on Netflix right now, you can find tons of his movies. Beast that came out last year that's really good. Um, uh, uh, Begil, uh, which is a really good one from a couple of years ago. Um, but it's about like this dude who's in this small town in the mountains. He owns and runs this cafe, and he helps like the wildlife rangers and stuff like that. He's just like dude about town everyone kind of knows him he's he cares about his family more than anything and um these killers for hire are come to this town to hide out uh because one of them of course they have the psycho guy in the group that goes way overboard uh and and makes it where everyone's looking for him instead of just doing their hit job and getting it done now everyone's looking for him so when they come to this town and they pick his cafe when his him and his daughter are in there and all this stuff uh, after they've killed several other people in in town in the area trying to get money um, and and make their way. Uh, but they pick his cafe and of course, it turns out he knows he has some skills. He has a set of skills, yeah. So he's he's trying to keep it under control. They take a girl hostage, and then um, they they notice his daughter and and they try and take it a little too far. So he beats them all up, and then eventually he's caught. You know, they're like, don't move or we're going to kill this girl and everything. And so the one of the guys goes to kill his daughter instead, and he just blasts them all away. Oh, no. So it, it's taken a trial, and now his picture's everywhere. His picture's spread throughout all of, of India, right? Everyone sees his face, and all these gangs, all these, like, um, you know, rascals start coming after him. Uh, and, and trying to attack him in town and you're like well who is this guy and, and you find out he is like an identical twin clone you know like person 
he matches the exact look of this like long lost son of this big gang leader, this like drug runner, tobacco factory owner dude. And so then they all come to town looking for him. And the whole movie is like, is he who they think they are? Or is he just a guy that happens to look like him, you know, and like just endless, insane action ensues. It's actually a lot of fun. The movie opens up with like a hyena running wild and ripping a dude's leg clean Hell off. Hell yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's just nonstop uh, big fights, big action scenes. Um, lots of like the stuff about the family. It's a lot of fun, man. Uh, the story was good. Action's good. It, of course, does the whole Indian movie trope of like, it makes you think one thing all the way past the uh, intermission, and then it goes back in time, and then it goes forward. So you get the the revelations and like the uh, here's the info you should have had the whole time, but it it's like it hits you big to get it like that. Um, so it follows the format, but it's good. Uh, it's entertaining. It brings that. Um, fun factor of watching a movie to it and I had a I had a really good time with it even though our theater that was showing it um had the volume on full whoa blast you have to take some earplugs yeah I needed to honestly I think they had it like that because of the Taylor Swift concert yeah I I went into a theater and I put the napkins one one time I I can't remember what movie it was but it was not too long ago and I went in there I was like whoa Jesus and yeah during one of the musical numbers I, I I ran out and I told the dude I'm like hey man this movie is so unbearably loud in there like it's it's uncomfortable like I see movies all the time yeah this I was is like dude I'm here every week I go to heavy metal concerts like bro this is unbearable like I can't do it and he goes oh just the trailers I'm like I've, it, the movie's been going for an hour bro <laughs> there's two more hours like turn it down and uh, he was like okay yeah we'll get it turned down they didn't touch it oh yeah uh, I don't know yeah do I think they just have the theaters cranked for the Taylor Swift movie and don't care about any of the rest of us no uh, but despite that uh, it, it was a lot of fun the twists were good the action was fun uh, the CGI, of course, is is not anything to uh, talk about, but that's not what you, what you're there to see to critique the CGI. These movies are made on budgets of like nothing, so uh, it's out there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, recommend it. Look up look up Vijay on your on your Netflix. Um, Safe search watch, on. Watch some of his movies. Um, check this one out while it's out there. Um, watch a foreign film. Explore different uh, cultures and and things through film. Um, have some fun. Yeah, man. Well, that is playing probably not near you, but if it is, you can check it out. Uh, all right. Well, that brings us to the last segment of the show every week, which is the box office. Oh, just yeah. Velvet Santa said, did someone say one last job? Oh. No, but there was a poster for the new Statham Beekeeper movie. I need to look up and see what the trailer One last hive. Yeah. Um, all right, well, the box office roundup, we're going to give you the top 10 movies in America. Uh, these are domestic totals, unless we tell you a worldwide total, uh, because domestic totals are what these uh, producers look for. It's, that's how things get greenlit. We're going to give you the top 10 from October 20th to 22nd this last weekend, and we'll start our way with number 10, and we'll work our way num- to number one. Jake, let's, let's take it away, dude. Yeah, actually... Number 11. 11, holding the number 11 spot, three weeks out, um, $650,000 brought in again by Hocus Pocus. So yep. it's brought in 
nearly four and a half million dollars for and its, its re-release. Thirtieth. That's cool. Anniversary re-release. Uh, but then coming in at number 10 for new movies, The Nun 2 in its seventh week out, which they just announced, I think, its uh, streaming date already. Yeah, it's, but it, oh, it's already made so much money. It brought in eight hundred eighty grand, bringing its domestic total to more than the budget for the creator, uh, $85.3 million. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, they're going to keep keep making those. That Conjuring universe is going to go forever. Ever. Uh, number nine, The Blind, the story of Duck Dynasty, four weeks out from Fathom Events, which is wild for Fathom Events to have something out in theaters uh, for that yeah, long. That's not just a one-night deal. Yeah. Um, million dollars brought in it by, by it this past week, so its total is at 15.7. Um, a little local tie there, uh, yeah, our yeah. homies over at Prisma. I wonder what the budget Post- for that whole movie was, five or ten million, maybe? Uh, I bet I could find that. Hang on a second. Let's see. Boom. Um, if it's more than that, I'd be a little... I don't know if it's that the info's out there yet. So. Right there. About... Or is that how much it's... Prepared with a budget of about $10 million. Oh, nailed it. Yeah. So, yeah. How about that? Um, so, not too bad for it. It's made plenty of money for itself. Uh, coming in at number eight, a movie you talked about recently on, uh, what, last week's episode, finally? Mm-hmm. Six weeks out, though, uh, Haunting in Venice, $1.1 million brought in by it, forty, just shy of $41 million yeah, total. Not, not what they were wanting. I mean, uh, you know, I think worldwide it's still trailing behind uh, Death on the Nile, and I think that, you know, they're just like, well, I guess there's just people don't want to watch these movies no more. Yeah. Yeah. Probably hard to afford a lot of those people's salaries with just $41 million. That's a good movie. It's a great Halloween movie, but I don't – I think it's – probably going to leave theaters on thursday Mm. so and then another one from disney right above it and it's fourth week out the creator which you just talked about 2.7 million dollars brought in by it this past week bringing it up to 36.8 uh internationally um which you talked about a minute ago Mm -hmm. it's brought in 90.4 so it's just crested its initial budget but generally domestic like domestic markets they want that movie to pay for itself in the u.s yeah absolutely that's what they want and you know so this would be considered like a not successful movie by walt disney so well and it's still it isn't because they spent way more than 10 million dollars in advertising and distribution for Mm -hmm. sure uh, and then coming in above it, another horror, scary movie for this season, Saw X, Saw 10, Socks, uh, $3.6 million, uh, bringing its domestic total to 47 and a quarter, and it's one month out. So not too bad for that one either. Uh, I've heard that that's pretty good for it. Uh, and then opening, another one from Disney, because they just always have to have the them The 30th anniversary there. re-releases. Nightmare Before Christmas brought in $4.3 million. Um, it's in. It's only in 1,600 theaters nationwide, so wow. it's, I don't think it's playing here. I didn't see it in any of our local listings. Maybe at the Malco, I didn't yes, check. Yeah, Is it, it at the Malco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it, it was there yesterday. Damn, I would have liked to have seen that. Yep. Uh, only I think only one of them had it. Gotcha. So one of the three or four or four that we have in the area. Uh, and then coming in at number four, holding strong in the uh, top five here, Paw Patrol, Patrol. Mighty Movie, $4.4 4 bringing its domestic total up to 56 
Uh, and yeah, we were talking about the movie news articles not long ago. That's something that I see about in the, in the news articles quite Paw a bit. Paw Patrol! Yeah, it, it's just constantly like, dude, Paw Patrol's uh, actually killing it. Uh, and then coming in above it, uh, a Despite movie that... Despite all the bad reviews. I was about to say, a movie that has not had anything good said about it, but people are going to watch it because it's, it's a scary movie. Scary, yeah. The Exorcist Believer, 5.7, brought in by it, bringing its domestic take up to 54.3. Um, its distribution budget, is, or uh, advertising budget, has to be pretty hefty on mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I wonder how much of that is putting it into the black uh, i'm sure it didn't cost too much being a horror movie it's made over a hundred million worldwide international and american are about neck even neck, yeah. yeah uh so i'm sure they got their money but i wonder how much of it was like we were saying they want to make it back in the u.s so uh and then opening at the number two spot from paramount killers of the flower moon uh, which i mean not a bad opening for a four-hour movie right. you know what i'm saying and uh i think this is um one of his more uh financially successful films that i was reading mm. so um but yeah opening this week with that number two yeah 23 and a quarter million dollars brought in by the new scorsese movie and then of course the top spot reserved for taylor swift 33.2 brought in this past week in its second week out. It has brought in $132 million in the U.S., another 50 mil across the globe. Uh, it's at almost $180 million. Nearly the take of some of the big budget Disney Marvel movies have been brought in by people wanting to see a concert on a movie screen. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the state of Hollywood. Um, it's, it's, it's a weird time right now. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, guys. Well, that is our box office. That is the top ten. It's where you guys are spending your money. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, I'm gonna. I'm just going to put this out there right now just to protect myself, just in case I hit complete and utter exhaustion on, on uh, next Monday. But I do plan on being here. Um, maybe we'll talk spooky movies. I don't know. There's nothing in theaters that I really want to see right now. Maybe I'll see Killers of the Flower Moon, but I'm going to go ahead and say probably not. You're not going to watch the John Cena movie, bro? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm probably not going to do much of anything but live at Nightmare on Block Street for our final week. So uh, thanks, Tony Jones, Twitch, saying great show. You have a good week as well. Uh, but yeah, you know... Uh, I plan on being here next week, but uh, this weekend is is historically always our busiest weekend of the year, and it is uh, we're just firing on all cylinders. Um, I mean, that's why the producer's not here this week is she's just dead. She's like, I uh, I want to sleep. I need to clean. I need to do laundry. Blah blah. blah. But um, she also works at Pinpoint. Anyway, we will see you guys uh, until then. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever it is you like to follow us, be it Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. We prefer Twitch, but that's uh, that's up to you. You can catch that uh, pre-show if you follow us on Twitch. And you can always download this podcast wherever it is you download your podcast from. We have the audio version that's out there. You don't get any of the fun stuff, like all the, the chats and the interactive stuff. Um, you don't get to, to, to see comments from Twitch, like Loge Web saying, don't worry, guys, he's here for the like last 30 seconds of the show uh but like and subscribe follow 
Um, shout out to Ali Sparkman on Twitch, just saying thanks, guys. You are welcome. And um, yeah, what, what's our Discord? I'm sure Vince will throw up our link to our Discord if you want to chat with us throughout the week. You know, there's always conversations going on there with all of all of you guys. So. I'm, I'm, I'm making my way back in. I'm, I'm, I'm making my way having back a presence in. in the Discord again because everyone everyone clamored to have me back. That's right. I mean, that the Discord is created so that they can talk to you, Jake. <laughs> oh, really? It's true. But all right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Later. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.